Now football is a pleasant game Played in the sun, played in the rain And the team that gets me excited Manchester United Hello and welcome to Rencast. Welcome back after the international break. We're going to talk about United's massive game at Anfield this weekend and take all your questions. We might talk a little bit about international football too. You must get to that football ground, take a lesson, come to see. Football taught by Matt Busby and Manchester. Manchester United, a bunch of bouncing Busby babes. They deserve to be knighted. So, did you watch any of the international football? Didn't you swear not to watch it, or was that the Europa League? I can't remember which promise you've broken on crap football. <laughs> I um, I broke my Europa League promise. Um, I don't. I think that the idea was you were going to set me a task, but then you set me two games that were happening really in the very middle of the night. So I have watched not one minute of international football. I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say the only international football I've seen is Angel Gomez's amazing free kick for Bang. whatever. I think it's under 17. Yeah. 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 No, that's a that's a cracker. That was. Um, uh, England were the very good under-17s team, a very good all-the-age group teams, actually. Just not a very good national team. Uh, let's get the 30 seconds of international football out of the way. Okay. Uh, uh, so I didn't I didn't watch England uh, beat Lithuania. I listened to it on the radio and Danny Mills and the commentator were going, this is really boring, this is really boring, this is terrible. This is a bunch of kids who've got a chance to impress. They're terrible. This is really boring. That was the whole commentary. Uh, so I'm guessing that wasn't very good. Uh, England versus uh, Slovenia Thursday night was terrible as well. Um, apart from Marcus Rashford, who's very good. Uh, hopefully he hasn't come back injured from his international break. And the uh, the brave Lions will be roaring in Russia. Yeah, they will. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to presume that there's going to be a massive overreaction from uh, various Russian police forces and there's going to be a lot of riots and stuff like that. Joy. Uh, the quick uh, cheese-eating surrender monkey updates, uh, as we call the story of my people. Um, Didier Deschamps is a terrible human. He's just a bad man. It's the only explanation. Why would you put David Moyes in charge of such a beautiful team of beautiful footballers? Well, you know, the original is available. (laughs) I wouldn't. I'm not saying I'd take him over this show, but I'm saying whatever it takes to get rid of this show at this point. I mean, how can you? I mean, I used to talk about Louis Van Gaal sucking the colour out of a rainbow. Deschamps even worse. I mean, he's got way more talent at his disposal, uh, and uh, he, make, he manages to make the sum of all the parts much less than the whole. Absolutely amazing. I mean, they've they've got injuries, or at least Pogba's injured. And I think they are they qualified. If they haven't qualified, they're right on the verge of it now. But still, this group should not have been anywhere near this difficult. When you've got um, uh, Sweden winning eight uh, nil, did you see that? By the way, the Dutch coach uh, in a pretty much yeah. same way. If they win eight nil, he goes, "Oh, they're not going to win eight nil. They're never going to win eight nil." And they won eight nil. It's good. Yeah, um, some interesting scores over the the international fortnight. So. Um, Scotland out after doing the most Scottish thing ever and scoring with about two minutes left to give them hope. Dashed. 
uh, uh, Northern Ireland through to the um, playoffs. Um, well done. Like, what an incredible achievement that it is. It is for a country of uh, just over a million people. Uh, where one of Wales or Ireland should make it into the playoffs, so they're not absolutely guaranteed. So uh, there's actually one weird permutation where if Croatia and Wales both uh draw and Croatia score one more goal in their draw so say it's a one all draw and a two all draw uh Croatia will actually go through on uh, the fair play rule depending on cards wow. in the next game but they've got a few to play with so yeah there's a few, there's a few okay. permutations so uh, France I think they only need a point to qualify definitely right so uh Belgium are through, but at tremendous cost. Yes, uh, yes. Well, Lukaku sat out the first game, or both games. Maybe they've got another game coming this week. And yeah, they have next Tuesday. And uh, Fellaini injured. Uh, three weeks, they reckon. Um, so should be back for November. But obviously that means he's going to miss some pretty massive United games. Well, United are going to be without... Pogba, Carrick and Fellaini. So Matic and Herrera, I presume, will start against Liverpool. And um, uh, not a lot of choices for Jose. I don't think there's been any other injuries. We'll see. I mean, Henrik Mkhitaryan's pride may have been injured after his team got spanked six uh, by six the other night. He, uh, he's the captain and he apologised for it. Um, and, and the two games I mentioned that you should watch uh, for proper football hipsters, not wussies <laughs> like you, uh, Argentina versus Peru, um, which was rubbish. And um, uh, USA versus Panama. And USA um, uh, have not been good in this qualification campaign. Uh, 1-4-0 and they play Trinidad and Tobago and they should be all right. Christian Pulisic. If you care about USA, USA. Christian Pulisic, who, who may be the first genuine... Um, I mean, he's, he's young, right? But maybe the first genuine uh, American football star, should I say, Socha star who's a, a very good player um but and and much better than the hype uh, of various other players before him you know um and uh, you know should uh, should go on to have a very good career um various other bits and pieces have happened during international break as they always do one of them is that Jose Mourinho has had a street named after him a very hilarious bit on the fo- football ramble where Mourinho, Mourinho was talking about how um going back to his hometown you know really keeps his feet on the ground and they were pointing out that like for Jose Mourinho going and having a street named after you is keeping your feet on the ground it's good it's a good joke in my opinion um uh, and of course, talking of Manchester United managers, ex-Manchester United manager David Moyes has been what can only be called at it again. I don't think there is a manager out there who would have been able to do something better or quicker in the time I was given after Sir Alex retired. It was all about small margins. And uh, I mean, we've banged... The... I, I don't think there's a manager out there who couldn't have done better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, you could put Darren Ferguson in charge of that team and he'd done better than seventh, surely. So here, are, here is an incomplete list of the managers that could have done better or quicker uh, at the time. Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, Jupp uh, Heynckes, um, Tony Pulis, Sam Allardyce. Not Pards, I'm not giving it to Pards, although the first half of the season would probably have been better under Pards. Um, it's such a ridiculous statement. He, he's 
at this point, it really is sad because you kind of think, you know what, this is one of the reasons why you've done so terribly since leaving United, because instead of taking the responsibility for the bit that you did wrong, you're carrying this massive chip on your shoulder and blaming everyone else for something which, yep, there were mitigating circumstances, but at the heart of the matter, Dave, it was your fault. Well, quite, yes, it was. He's never admitted that, has he? Uh, still, uh, still firmly. I mean, at least he's you know he's at one with his convictions. He, he firmly believes that he just needed more time. Classic, absolutely classic. All right, so um, since I mean, well, that, that'll do for international football, right? Anything else going on that you wanted to bring up? No. Okay. No. Gonna... no. R- rumors in the paper today about uh, Anthony Martial first going to Arsenal. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Good, um, and then going to Barca. Uh, I'm not worried about that one yet. Uh, Barca's a bit more worrying than Arsenal, I have to say. I can't imagine he'd be persuaded that Arsenal would be a good move for him at this point. Uh, no. All right, so what I'm going to try and do is answer every single rank cars question that we've had this week. We've had a lot, so we're going to try and we're going to try and do them all. And in doing so, we might end up uh, basically previewing the Liverpool game too. So the two things might be slightly combined because there are lots of questions that kind of relate. Um, at Shrikanth underscore Nima says, what are the odds that Jose would bunker against Liverpool? By which I guess he means park the bus, essentially. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, the funny thing is that uh, Liverpool uh, are much better going forward than they are defensively, although they're not that good going forward. It's Klopp's two-year anniversary, you know, today. Um, someone put out on Twitter, would you, uh, uh, do you think he's done a good job? He's done a fantastic job, Liverpool are seventh and going nowhere fast. So uh, would would he park the bus, Jose? Well, of course, you know, like it's Jose, so... Uh, absolutely, at any point he could park the bus, but I'm not sure that's. Um, and at Anfield, you might say, typically, historically, one of the places where Josie might want to park the bus. He's certainly done that before. This Liverpool side doesn't quite feel like, like the right thing, does it? No, and especially not uh, given the personnel available to him, because, you know, he doesn't have enough defensive midfielders to just play all defensive players, does he? Um, I, I, I think. I, I guess he'll play more defensively than maybe uh, we would like or encourage, but whether it goes full bus park. Of course, he didn't exactly fully park the bus last time at, at Anfield. I mean, there was a long period of the game where he played six at the back, but they were quite progressive on the counter, United, uh, at that last game. But um, I, I would, my, if you're just going to say, is he going to play like leaning towards heavily defensive, my guess is just going to be yes. Uh, at Nick Gilbert 86 says, how much of a miracle worker is Jose? I'm gutted at the news of Fellaini being injured. This seemed ludicrous before. You know, it's funny. It really reminds me of the start of last season when Fellaini was getting a lot of positive press for a, a few good performances. Um, yeah. Uh, he's he's he, done it again, though. Well, um, well, a few good performances, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, scored twice last time out. Uh, and goals do make difference in terms of the narrative uh, as well as in the game. Um, obviously, the narrative is far more important because we're talking about it. Um, look, he's not been United's best player this season by any stretch of the imagination. He is Fellaini. He's, uh, he's got you know a very limited um, skill set, which he's executing on well at the moment. Um, I, I don't think it's a disaster that he's out. You know, It's a disaster that Paul Pogba's out because he really is the big game player. 
um, or, you know, the big time player. It's like there's two players left, so it's going to be what it is. And Matic is playing out of his skin at the moment. And Herrera was very good last time out in Moscow. So I think they'll be fine as a pairing in midfield. There's a chance that Jersey might go with three at the back, I suppose. Um, and, uh, you know, good chance, I'd say, that he might do that, uh, just to give him a little bit of extra security. We'll see. At Blackchester United says, uh, is this Pogba injury all a mind game and he'll be back for the Liverpool game? Please say yes. I'm clutching at straws. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really odd that the, there's been no update on how long, which is kind of worrying, isn't it? But look, just a few pieces of evidence. Pogba walked off the pitch, wasn't carried off. So, you know, whatever the injury, it wasn't so bad that he couldn't walk. And, and he's posting videos doing, you know, pretty athletic gym type stuff. You know, it doesn't seem like that's six months out or anything, does it? So, so Ed, what you're saying is, if this was Jack Wilshire, you'd be casting aspersions. <laughs> uh, Jack Wilshire, it seems, might get back into the uh, the England squad after this. Um, uh, rash of stories today about that. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, what was that quote about going doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> and expecting a different result? Uh, or the... Articles written by, like, Will Jackshire. <laughs> um, uh, Carlos underscore Anubis says, who joins Herrera and Matic in midfield against Liverpool, Carrick or Blint? Well, uh, I don't think Carrick's fit and Blint hasn't played in midfield forever. Um, for Jose. So I, for Jose. I, I think it will look something like a 3-4-3 three, three if I was going to guess. So, um, and uh, Blint might play, but uh, left wing back, although, of course, Ashley Young's got that spot at the moment. So I um, I did not know that Michael Carrick was injured. I had no idea of this. Um, but yeah, he he was um, not not expected to be fit for the clash against Crystal Palace, and nor were Phil Jones or Marouane Fellaini, according to the same press conference. So, oh Jose, you so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe he's fit, but he's hardly played this season. He's played once, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, and against Burton Albion at that. So, you know, that's he's just not really a, an active part of the first-team squad yet this season. Um, I imagine that it will be Herrera and Matic with... If he plays 3-4-3, three, three, then I'm going to say Valencia on one side, Young on the other side, um, and then up front, Martial, Mkhitaryan and Lukaku. Uh, but that means no Juanfield, which would be a great shame. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, lots of permutations uh, in yeah. attacking and defensive positions. Just not in central and midfield. Um, I mean, well, look, there's uh, this point here, I suppose, that um, Andres Pereira is uh, over in Valencia doing doing well, apparently. And uh, he would have been a very good option, although he, again, would have had no minutes this season up to this point. Yeah, and Mourinho's made it very clear that he asked Pereira to stay and he wanted Pereira to stay, but Pereira wanted to get the football. I I guess even though he's a very talented player, that to me sounds like a player who's probably not seeing his long-term future at United, either that or he's hoping he's just going to outlast Mourinho. Um, at Red Veded, 
Redvedev, Redvedev, at Redvedev, says, how stupid does someone who's out of work have to be to keep mentioning their biggest career failure? And there is a, a quote tweet which refers to who that's about, but we can probably guess. I mean, to be fair, I suppose that every time he ever talks in public, he is asked about his biggest career failure. Um, and so, you know, I, I rather suspect he's asked about United in every big interview he does. Um, but he just says the same thing over and over and over again, doesn't he? He would be better just storming off and getting it over and done with. I'm nagged talking about that sort of thing, you know. I think he would have done that. What an amazing Scottish accent that That's was. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Got as far as the A in the nay. <laughs> and just dropped it entirely. Just uh, I don't, I'm not, you, you can do that. Try, try, try. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. Not not Moyes. I, I refuse to deign Moyes with an impression. At underscore Tommy A says, have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Uh, I mean, I got size twelve feet, but beyond that, no. Um, at Dom Nozaik says, "How many of United's English contingent will make the World Cup final squad for next year?" Thank you for your question, Dom. I would think it would be Rashford, Jones, and Smalling, and Lingard, and Lingard. Yeah, probably Lingard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely Jones, definitely Rashford, and then maybe jo- maybe Smalling, maybe Lingard. Because Smalling might not play that much for the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll see. Although, you know, typically he's been in Southgate squads. Um, and it's not like, I mean, there are lots of choices at centre, central defence for England, but it's not like any of them are definitely saying, play me, play me. I mean, Stones is not great against Lithuania, apparently. Um, and uh, who else is there? Uh, Michael Keane nearly put through his own net. Um who else played? Can't remember. Gary, K- Gary Cahill will definitely go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the thing the thing is, I think Stones and Jones is is the partnership potentially because I I have to say, although John Stones might not have played well in that game, I wouldn't trust Danny Mills's assessment of John Stones for all the tea in China because um, that feels like he feels like just reflexively that's not a good match. Uh, at Wayne Farry says, what's worse, people who criticise Pogba for his haircuts or those who criticise Martial for not smiling enough? Mm, they're both very bad, so it's kind of hard to choose which one's actually worse. I think I think I lean towards people criticising Pogba for his haircuts being worse, to be fair. Yeah, it's both stupid. They're both stupid. Oh, they're, they're both both really bad. If you, if you absolutely had to pick one or the other as worse, though. Yeah, I mean... It's the haircut thing, I suppose, because there's some sinister-sounding stuff in some of that. Yeah. Um, at Josh Mart 90 says, Is Fellaini's injury a major blow ahead of our trip to Anfield? We have Herrera and Matic available. And this is the other. This is the thing, of course, because like everyone's going, OK, Fellaini's in great form. It's a big miss on that scale. But, you know, you, we're also running the risk that his form will just collapse and he'll give away a penalty. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it's good that he's out by any stretch of the imagination, but we we will literally never know whether it was a disaster or not that he was out. Yeah. Um, like, I, I would be a complete hypocrite, wouldn't I, if I suddenly decided he was the world's <laughs> best midfielder? He's definitely not. Um, so it's not a disaster. It does leave United really short. Yeah. Um, at John Clonelli says, despite playing well, do you feel we've only beaten rubbish teams? And do you think we're capable of beating the Scousers 4-0 in spite of our injuries? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, given their back four, yes. Um, uh, it stinks, uh, Liverpool's back four. That said, 
Um, I I wouldn't expect United to actually win 4-0 at Anfield. I'm not sure we'll open up quite like that. Um, the first part of the question, have we only played rubbish sides? Well, that's not entirely fair, but definitely not played all the highest quality sides yet. Um, there's there's going to be three of them coming up, though. Um, well, two and a half. There's Liverpool then as the warm-up for Spurs and Chelsea coming after that before bonfire night. Yeah, so it's going to get really real in the next few weeks, and we'll see. Um, at P Padman says, has Martial ever scored a goal to the left side of the post? I guess by the left side of the post, he means the left side of the goal. Um, there must have been one, but he does love that brush to the right-hand side, doesn't he? Yeah. Don't know, never analysed it. Someone out there will have the data. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I can remember a goal that he's, like, hammered in at the the to the keeper's... Well, the keeper's right, I guess. Can't think of one. At Pranav D. Meta says, newspaper reports suggesting that Mourinho is angry with Pogba. Do you think something's going on behind the scenes? Hmm, mysterious. I mean, it is... It is all a bit strange, the Pogba situation. There were reports that he'd been banned by the club from playing basketball. Yeah, well, he's got a hamstring injury. No, but I mean more long-term, like no more basketball for you, Mr Pogba, sort of thing. Uh, Maybe, maybe. Maybe they're worried about the impact on his hamstrings. Maybe they think he's got a long-term problem. Mm. Um, And also, I mean, you just... It's sort of intuitively, you think, well, people do get injured playing basketball. It would seem like that, you know, that would be one of the things that you wouldn't be allowed to do as a footballer. Yeah, along with riding motorbikes and skiing and that kind of stuff. Ab- Abdelarg says, never thought we'd ever miss Fellaini <laughs> if he ever got injured, but that's a blow against Liverpool. Uh, we'll, we'll keep reading these out, but I think we've covered that one. Uh, Anton Alfie, friend of the show, says, how did you enjoy watching Romania versus Kazakhstan then? <laughs> Hashtag hips the football fan. I think I was watching some other hipster stuff. So uh, talking to hipster football, it looks like, uh, although I haven't actually, strictly speaking, booked my tickets yet, yet it looks like I'm going to be in Colombia. And uh, there's um, um, uh, Bogota City Derby, Millonarios versus Tigres while I'm there, uh, I think. So I'm going to go do some ridiculous hipster football. I mean, we discussed this briefly, but the number of hipster points you get for that. I feel like that transcends beyond hipster, though. That is more like the kind of... that. That's more like the, the football tourist, you know, the, 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 the person seeking experiences. I think if you actually go to the game immediately, there's a sort of less hipster quality to it. Yeah. Unless it's Dulwich Hamlet. Um, uh, nah, come on. Nah, I'm only playing. I know there's at least one Dulwich Hamlet fan listening to this. Um, at Farhan underscore Ahmed says, how do you find folks think Jose will counter the Liverpool pressing game without Fellaini to target with long balls? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a good question because it, it, that's exactly what United did in the Europa League final. Um, uh, stuck Fellaini at 10 and, and bypassed midfield. Uh, well, they're not going to be able to do that. I mean, they can play long up to Lukaku. Uh, he's uh, he's all right in those kind of situations. Um, it's not, you know, he likes the ball in front of him, not on his head or having the chest control. So I, I don't think United will play like that. I think they'll play with three um, and uh, try and play it uh, into wide areas and using plenty of pace on the break. We mentioned this young man earlier in the show. At 8% Android says, how important is it for Jose to give Angel Gomez minutes this season? And will it happen? Uh, He's 16. It's not important at all for him to be given minutes in the first team this season. Um, And no, it won't happen. 
No, no, no. Um, it, I don't think it will, unless there's any dead rubbers at the end of the season. Um, it doesn't look like he's going to use the League Cup quite like that. So um, he probably won't be getting any games. The only thing I'd say is that the the, the standard of um, the Reserve League or the Under-23 League isn't great. I mean, it's actually not helped that they have allowed sort of older players come into there. There's still a huge gap between the, the two leagues. Um, and it's a, it's a massive problem for English football overall, you know, so massive glass ceiling. Um, and Angel Gomez will face that. If not this season, then soon enough. You know, he's a he's a very talented player and he's going to have to go and get some football. Um, I'm going to enjoy watching a player of Angel Gomez's unique talents playing the championship on loan somewhere. It's a really tricky one. I mean, they, that, a player like that has to be one of the kind of hardest players to bring through in England. Because if he was in Spain, like, he could play in the Barcelona first team this season, you know. But how do you how do you put a player that's that physically small into first team football in England? It's it's a, a huge challenge, and it's not like he's. I mean, I mean, maybe it could be proven wrong because he's still sixteen, but he's not going to grow a tremendous, tremendous amount, is he? You wouldn't think looking at him, but he's just such a huge talent. Uh, he is. Well, you know, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure most of you will have done by the time this comes out. Um, uh, his free kick for England under 17s is an absolute storm. We mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but uh, go, go check it out. Uh, he's got he's a huge amount of talent. Um, at Dolly Pozzo with an interesting question: In the next summer window, would you take Mesa Erzil on a free with his Premiership know-how, or would you spend a hundred plus million on Griezmann? Yeah, I, I mean they're not the same player, so. No, but they're likely to be playing roughly in the same position in the team. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Griezmann plays sort of off the left of a front three for France, and and as uh, as the main striker at Atletico. Although you know that may not may not be the case in the second half of the season. So I'm not I'm not sure it's, we're comparing exact apples for pears here or apples for apples um no but i think that's actually that actually makes it a much more interesting question rather than the like which is the best sure, i don't know trek artista or whatever yeah I, I, I mean, mean look you know what you know look griezmann's been um outstanding for three seasons at atletico and and in the, the international team so you know what you're going to get you you're going to get a very very fine player uh mesa Ozil turns up when he wants to um his numbers at outstanding or were outstanding at Real Madrid so 25 plus assists per season not anywhere near that number at Arsenal but they're still good numbers but he just doesn't want to play if he doesn't want to play and he doesn't and he disappears for a long time so hmm. I think you know the the more interesting question is well maybe you know the more pertinent question is would you swap Mkhitaryan for Ozil really yeah the answer to that is definitely not but that might be a mistake, really, because the thing about Ozil is he did do excellently at Real Madrid. He's been in a dreadful side at Arsenal and, you know, not to want to really use very lazy stereotypes about Ozil, but he does not seem like the kind of player that's going to dramatically transform a team around him. But he could do one heck of a job in a good team. And, like, with with the kind of running that you would have around him at United, with, I mean, imagine Rashford on one flank, Martial on the other flank, and Lukaku through the middle with Ozil behind them. Like, Ozil would be having an absolute field day under those circumstances. So, I mean, I, I would have Griezmann over him for a lot of money, mostly because it almost feels like um, when, you, when you ask a question like, that you're kind of intuitively thinking well that the you can afford for the free transfer player to be a bit less good than the expensive player but with United's finances being the way they are it really doesn't matter if they spend 100 million euros on a player or sign him on a free it, it's 
all that really matters is what their overall impact is on the pitch. <clears throat> and I, I think Griezmann's would be better. But yeah, I, I, I think the kind of instant rejection of Ozil is is probably a little bit unfair on the player. Because even in the games when, you know, they say he doesn't turn up. Last season, he ran more kilometres than Alexis Sanchez, for example, per game. Um, His underlying chance creation numbers, even when he's not getting assists, are absolutely extraordinary. You know, he's a really good player. Yeah. Um, Yes. Um, Whether he's really good enough or more good than what United have got right now, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, at C Etchingham seventy seven says, "Do you feel pleased watching United players do well at international level, or fret that they'll get injured? Both, I guess. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, um, I mean the, the the kind of recognition and profile you get with international football is is good for the players. Uh, not so good they're getting extra minutes." Uh, playing stupid dead rubbers in Lithuania. I mean, I guess the thing is, the the only time I really think, okay, that's good, is if a player who's a bit low on confidence has a really good game or a player who's, like, bang in form continues to be bang in form. Um, At Annie Ruder 112 says, with Pogba and Fellaini out for the foreseeable future, how does this affect Man United's title hopes this season? Oh, Fellaini. Yeah, the thing that's going to stop United winning the title is Fellaini being injured for three weeks, for sure. Uh, in sort of opposition to a lot of the questions we're getting on this subject, at Nicarella13 says, will Fellaini's injury improve our style of football? Well, I mean, uh, Herrera, assuming it's Herrera who comes into the side, certainly moves the ball quicker. So, um, I mean, he's going to, uh, back to the earlier question, it'll probably change uh, Mourinho's thinking. Um, you know, United are going to have to play it through midfield. Uh, but he uses the ball very, very smartly, Herrera. So I, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's not a huge loss from a footballing point of view, put it like that. Um, at Matic for the people, uh, says, would you take a guaranteed win on Saturday if it meant losing to City in the derby? Uh, absolutely not, because I don't think uh, Liverpool are going to be in the running for the league at the end of the season. We need to take points off City. I don't like questions like that. And why not? Why don't you like? Yes, yes. I'm not. I'm not going to think. It, you know, it's like it's it's almost as bad as saying, "Oh, it's uh, it's the last game of the season. Only Liverpool or City can win the league. Which one do you take?" City every day, all day, every day. It's easy. <laughs> Everyone knows the answer. To City, obviously. They don't count City. It's not a real football club. Exactly. Um, at Jimmy the Crumb asking uh, a question that we've already covered, but I thought I'd mention him. Um, he says, does, is Pereira's Valencia decision looking like a mistake? It's interesting, just from the player's perspective. I, I can't say it is because he's already played a lot of football this season and he's still going to play a lot more football this season at Valencia than he would have done at United. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, uh, he's played five times for Valencia so far. So, and that's five times more than he had played for the Reds. Uh, at Rigsy underscore Red Devil does, says, do you think the three four two one system we played against CSKA is a possibility against Liverpool? Yeah. That would be kind of fun in a way because it would, presumably that would mean Martial would be one of the two um, behind Lukaku. Oh, who knows though? Like Mourinho's capacity to pick Rashford over Martial knows no bounds, does it? Well, it's not like Rashford's in bad form or anything, but uh, yeah, certainly in that kind of formation where Martial has no really real defensive responsibility, he, uh, he he's got a chance to um, shine, audition for his future move to Barcelona. <laughs> uh, talking of which, at Torkelic says uh, Rashford and Martial in the same lineup. Will it happen this season? Um, I guess in the games when Mourinho rests Lukaku. It happened in the League Cup. Yep. 
Um, I can't imagine it's going to happen that often. Uh, it would probably take an injury to what one of Mata, Mkhitaryan, or Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although the way uh, Mourinho talks, he doesn't really think of Martial as a, a forward a striker. Uh, that is, but uh, yeah, um, you know, yes, it would take it would take an injury, and uh, it being pre Zlatan, because of course, you know, come come December or January, whenever Zlatan's actually fit, he's uh, getting back in the team. Anyone else completely forget about the existence of Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Because I certainly had up to this point completely forgot that was a thing. A hundred percent forgot about it. Mm, it's going to be an interesting debate soon because uh, Mourinho has talked about giving Lukaku a rest when Zlatan is back. We, we might be going back to last year and missing chances. <laughs> or maybe he'll hit the ground running or something or hit the ground strolling, but elegantly. Um, we've got two questions from at Mike Warburton. One is that he wants to know what the heck is going on with Pogba's injury, but we don't know. And the other is what's the heck is going on with Gomez's contract discussions? Are we really in danger of losing this exceptional young talent? I, I I'm sure that I'm sure that United will sort out a contract. I'm sure. I mean, it'd be absolutely... Or, uh, ridiculous if they hadn't a headline from si.com sportsinteractive.com Man United team hasn't signed deal Barcelona looms <laughs> uh, if ever there was a player who was born for Barcelona by the way like obviously I want him to do well at United but wouldn't be entirely shocked if he ends up there um, if United win the league this season asks at Shazink 10 how long do you think Mourinho will stay at the club one more year, right? That's that's what we think. Uh, yeah, well, it's standard. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, he's making all the other opposite noises at the moment, but uh, we'll see. At Gary underscore one one zero five says, "Is there a better time to have these international breaks, or is it just impossible to have a good time for such a bad thing?" Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first one of the season should be put back, but then then it would only be you know, delaying the bad bit. It's like when you eat your dinner and you leave the good bit till last, isn't it? You know. Um, that's uh, international breaks. Just get them out of the way early, I guess. Mm. There's a proposal to uh, have fewer international breaks and have them longer. So instead of the double header system that they now have, go for a triple header system, and then you could uh, close down one or two windows per year. Yeah, but then what? what we're we talking two weeks worth of international football. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even three, basically, because oh. you get two weeks now, uh, or you know. Close, 11 days. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it might well be. But that is in the same set of proposals that also include, includes uh, reducing football to two halves of 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. And the uh, clock stops when the ball goes out of play or it's not active. I'm not against that. I'm not necessarily I'm, against I'm, that. I'm against it. Like, I mean, look, on average, it would result in the same amount of football and greater clarity. But, you know... It's, it's worked for 150 years. So. Uh, yeah, but, you know, there's lots of rules that have changed over that time. Um, so, Yeah, but but how the clock works in football is a pretty fundamental rule. And and for me, I think it's a slippery slope. It'd be, we're going to stop the clock now. Well, since we're going to have so many clock stoppages, we might just, well, stop play as well. And we can have some timeouts. And next thing you know, they'll be picking up the ball and throwing it. <laughs> Um, at Flintshire Lad says, if you had to, had to have the same hairstyle as any member of the current United squad, what would it be? Who would it be? Uh, P.S. Darmian sideburns count. Uh, you, you 
I've got a big problem with Darmian's sideburns, it's fair to say, Ed. Well, look, I, I don't have a problem with his sideburns. He can wear sideburns if he wants. He he looks like the wolf, werewolf in London. That's all. Yeah, that's kind of a cool look. Um, I, I at one point in my life, I basically had Daily Blitz hair, so I think I would just go... Uh, ah, yes, yes. Now, yeah, no, no, the dots are being formed. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you love it so much. It's, I forgot about it. You've had all sorts of haircuts. Yeah, I have. So, uh, yeah, yeah, many of them quite ridiculous. Rather like dailies. I've never had a ridiculous haircut, Ed. Oh, I mean, not since I was a small child. When Actually, I had a, a, a lovely bowl cut when I was a small child. Um, I, I've never had a ridiculous haircut. What are you talking about? Listen, it was the 90s. We all bleached our hair. I mean, you didn't, but you were boring, Ed. What can I say? <laughs> I, I mean, I've had bedhead since I was about 12. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was ideal for you when bedhead became the dominant fashion in the world, wasn't it? Right, right. Um, yeah, what is your answer? You've got, you've got to pick one, one United player's hairstyle. Um, uh, Fellaini's. I think it'd suit me. <laughs> yes, excellent. I think that would be great. Um, at the Surab lad, uh, at the Surab lal says... No problem, no Fellaini, no problem. I think it's going to be the Ander Herrera show at Onefield. Just wanted to mention that, really. Um, at Crango says, uh, what do you think of Rashford and Martial fighting for one place? It's fine for now, but maybe there is a better way to use them both. People want to know. People really want to know how we get them both in the in the side. Uh, yeah, I mean, playing the three up front, basically. Um, and, and, you know, it's working for now, isn't it? That's the key thing. Um. At Bugty Badman says, if Buzz Lightyear thinks he's a space ranger, why does he freeze when Andy comes into the room? I mean, I'm going to say it's some sort of like a primeval toy-based fight or flight thing, but this is a question that's been asked for a long time. Because essentially, he doesn't think he's a toy. He thinks he's a real space ranger. And yet, when the child comes in, he freezes like all the toys do. Maybe we just put it down to peer pressure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've got a question about whether we should play a back three. At Neil1670 says, Martial is our best penalty taker, in my opinion, but who should be taking the penalties if he's not starting? Job share on the left wing, job share on penalties, right? I'd thought that Rashford would uh, take a good penalty. Have we seen him take one? Don't don't think so, but he he hits a very clean ball. Yeah. Uh, And Lukaku shouldn't because his record's terrible. Uh, and we persisted with Wayne Rooney taking penalties for years, even though his record was terrible. Um, it should be Edison Cavani. That's who should be taking them. Uh, at Future Scribble says, how do Rashford and Martial compare with the likes of Dembele and Mbappe? What is their ceiling? Yeah, I mean, look, I, in, in a way, this is just lazy, um, isn't it? Because we're like, ah, oh, it's three young kids, therefore, and, you know, three young black kids, therefore we should uh, compare them all. And it's a bit lazy, but I wrote a piece this week in which I mentioned them all in the same paragraph. So, you know, hey, hey, lazy journalist. Um, uh, So, yeah, look, um, I suppose right now he's just a step behind just because the... the, uh, the former two, uh, like, really hitting the numbers. I mean, Mbappe might be a once-in-generation player. We'll see. This The you question know. is about both Rashford and Martial comparing to Dembele yeah. and Mbappe rather than just yeah. Rashford. Yeah, I mean, Martial's three years older or two and a half years older, right? So um, I don't know whether that's quite fair. Uh, he's, had right. a, he's had a bit more football. He's taken a bit longer to establish himself in the United side with Mourinho. You know, I think he's as, as talented as, as uh, Dembele uh, for sure, um, he's you know he he has blown hot and cold as well. 
um, and currently out injured for several months. Mbappe, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's uh, he does amazing stuff, uh, and he can play very comfortably in any any of three positions, really. So, as I said, he might be a once in a generation player. Uh, I don't think Rashford and Martial are far far behind, though. We'll see. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, although uh, the one thing is, I genuinely don't think this particular one is about race. Really, I think this one is about no, no. But it's a very easy comparison. It is, all. and in fact, in fact, there's a you know we did have a question about that, but I skipped it just because it's been it's been obviously we've talked about this an awful lot on the podcast recently. But you know there is a tendency where players get compared with players that look like them, but I don't think this is that for sure. Um, it's called a framing bias, and and it happens all the time. Uh, there's a great bit in um, Malcolm Gladwell's book, or it might be um, it might be Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow. Yeah, anyway, one of them, uh, where they're, they're talking about an Indian NBA player came over for a trial, was brought over, and uh, when asked at, um, he's like six foot 12 or something, you know, insane. Um, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I believe I believe six foot 12, is, there's another way of saying six foot 12, right? Yeah, yeah, not in this household. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, he's asked at his interviews, you know, who do you compare yourself? And he said, Michael Jordan, because no one can compute this. You know, he's an Indian guy. Why is he calling him, you know, why is he saying he compares himself to Michael Jordan? So, you know, it's, it's, it's the way the human brain works. Uh, we've got a question which I don't understand. At Hez133 says, a starting 11, also, by the way, I'm not sure that it's just to do with the way human brains fundamentally work, and I think it might be to do with the way human brains are socialised, socialized, but that's a bigger question. At Hez133 says, a starting 11 consisting of goalkeeper back four and two midfielders who all played for Fergie. That'd be a decent side, right? No, <laughs> no. Six players and a goalkeeper would not be a good side. A very, very average team could beat the best team of six like two <laughs> midfielders, a back four and a goalkeeper. Even who all if played Fer- for Fergie. Yeah, even if Fergie was the manager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and if they once played for Fergie, they'd all be old as well. <laughs> yeah, but I like Peach, Michael Irwin, Stam, Ferdinand, Gary Neville, Roy Keane and Paul Scholes would get absolutely battered by West Brom, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I promised to lay off the politics, so I'm not going to answer this question about our thoughts on a universal basic income. <laughs> um, yeah, being, being trialled around the world... Um, I'm not sure that's necessarily political. I think there's uh, there's some very arch capitalists in favour of this, uh, just just because the uh, hyper amounts of value created by the digital economy and then the automated digital economy in the world of AI uh, means that there's if you think there's unequal distribution of value now, you've got you've seen nothing, um, and that's why some you know some, some mega capitalists think it's probably the thing to do. Um, otherwise, you get you know that film with um, Matt Damon in it, Elysium, where all the uh, the rich elite live on a space station somewhere above the trash heap that is Earth. At Jay Bonza says, all future international games between now and the end of the season should be cancelled. Yes? Yes. Yeah, yeah, bin them all off, yeah. I mean, why, why, in fact, you know, here's a better idea. You know, FIFA talking about um, uh, clumping games together. Why not go the whole hog and just play all international qualification games in like a you know three-week period at the end of the summer the end of the season just ram them all in there saturday wednesday saturday wednesday all 10 games qualification done bye see ya at joey m underscore ux says has mankind achieved anything greater than antonio valencia's volley since it happened um 
It's tough to think. I'm trying to work out whether there have been any better goals than that since that goal was scored, but it was Antonio Valencia absolutely walloping the ball, ball into the back of the net, so... Well, we've we've managed to not start nuclear Armageddon. That's, that's an achievement. I don't know. I feel like putting it off for another fortnight is not really that much of an achievement. <laughs> anyway, um, at Broy1709, friend of the show, Brian Roy, with a question that I feel is fundamentally predicated on a flawed notion. He says, does it not upset you a bit that we still ultimately resort to spending big money to resolve weaknesses? Under Fergie, that was the last resort. In fact, high-profile signings were ushered out for youth players. Beckham for Poborski, Beckham brought in for Poborski, uh, well, Konchelskis, um, and even Brown for Stam. And, and I just don't think it's even that much... I just think it's not true at all. So Kanchelskis and Ince and Hughes all went to bring through the class of 92. And that's the only time he ever did that. He didn't um, let Stam go because he wanted to bring Brown through. And ultimately, he spent £30 million to replace Yab Stam. And, and yeah, I mean... And, and even now, when we're spending these massive fortunes, we've got Marcus Rashford in the team every week. We've got Jess Lingard in the squad. You know, it, it, it's always been a case of, like, expensive players coming in to, to build, you know, to thicken out the squad. And um, the money's coming in. I'd rather it was spent on players than just, like, dribbled away to shareholders or whatever. Well, yeah, shareholders being the Glazer family and a, a couple of pension funds. Um, sure, yeah, Fergie spent plenty of money. Um, I, I, as Matt Busby was purported to have said, I'd rather see it on the pitch. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you know, there is a question of identity, and you don't just want the the team to be about just buying the the latest, the latest, <laughs> the latest, flashiest <laughs> superstar. Sure, sure, but look, if there was a magic formula for. Uh, creating youth players and getting them into the team, everyone would be able to do that. Mm. You know, so Barcelona had a rash of players uh, a few years back. That's not really happening right now. Nope. You know, they they do get younger players into the team, but not the same quality just at the moment. Um, and and so you know, United had that glut twenty five years ago now, yeah. uh, and it's not really happened since. But yeah, you're right. Rashford is in the team. Lingard uh, is you know he's he's in and out, but he's never going to embarrass himself. He's a good player, um, and and we talked about another who could make it big at United. Um, um, Angel Gomez, you know. Not in the first team yet, but I'd, I'd back his talent to get get him there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and just the yeah, the, it's just the kind of slightly romantic notion of of what Fergie was about. Because I mean, it just it hardly ever happened that that he replaced a superstar with a with a young player. It's just not. It's just not mm. what he did. And, and a lot of the time he kind of bought in young talent late on. Rooney cost a fortune. Ronaldo didn't cost exactly a fortune, but he did cost what was still a lot of money then. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, he spent £30 million on Anderson. Um, Ferguson's real skill was not necessarily about bringing players through. It was, it was about making something out of the players he had, you know. So uh, look, I was looking at the... Uh, the photo from Wayne Rooney's um, debut lineup included Cleverson, Jemba Jemba, and Bellion, and Roy Carroll in goal. I mean, man, and he won games with that team. Incredible. Amazing. Um, at underscore Taylor Ben says, how long before David Moyes runs out of people to blame and actually discovers he's a horrific manager? Um, I think the... There's no way this is ever going to happen. I wonder whether in his darker moments, whether he does wonder. But I suspect he probably just sort of sits there and mutters to himself, no, Davey, you're right. 
it's all of them. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, if we, uh, if we find him swinging swinging from a beam somewhere one day, we'll know that we were wrong about this. Oh. <laughs> I knew I was going to get that reaction from you. So, um, I just don't, I just, you know, it's like it's all fun and games until you make it about actual terrible things that have happened. Yeah, the actual terrible thing that happened, that he was appointed manager of Manchester United. <laughs> Just just, just, at, just, let that play through your head once more. At LA Sebastian 10 says, why are we attacking the Stretford end so much in the first half this year? It's just not right. No, it's not right. It's not right. And I think United you know, should put extra effort in uh, when that happens. Um, going, going back to David Moyes, of course, I'm going to guess that Gordon Strachan will probably resign. Job there. Yep. Job there. Yep. Yep. Take it and fail to get Scotland to a major tournament. And then blame the available talent. At Werner Dale says, Dinner party at yours, you're allowed to invite three people from United's past or present. Who do you invite and what do you cook? Well, we've had this question before. Yeah, but we've, I don't think we've ever had it with three. And I don't think we've ever had what do you cook. I think I'd do a nice, um, a nice uh, spiced dish of spiced cabbage and chickpeas with some lovely rice. Um, and I would invite Fergie, Eric, and Roy Keane. God have Roy Keane in there, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, do I get three as well on top of those? Yeah, I'd, yeah. Have, had, you get I'd your... have I'd have definitely had Cantona and uh, Keane. So um, I might have to have um, Gary Neville and Wan Mata and uh, and Brian Robson. Nice. Although I'm not sure, I'm not sure Brian Robson's great company, but you know, d- depends whether he's on the source or not. Uh, I suppose. And I'd get Nando's, obviously, because they're footballers. <laughs> um, A. Hardeman says, Harry Kane would be devastating at United. Hashtag Rankcast. Yeah, we, we definitely, definitely, definitely don't need to buy another striker. No, I don't, I don't think we need... Yeah, the £150 million or whatever it would cost. Uh, I don't think we need it, no. Um, all right, two questions left, three questions left, and then we are done. At Tasty Batman says, will Lingard ever be a starter or is he another Jisung Park? Yeah, he's another Jisung Park. Rich underscore Atwater says, what can be done about Chris Smalling's weird chin beard thing? I'm not saying it's holding back his performances, but it definitely <laughs> can't be helping. I think you're right, Richard. No, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. I mean, it's right up there with uh, Damian's ridiculous <laughs> sideburns and and <laughs> just ridiculous. And uh, and Daily Blint's fop. No, listen, there is not, there's legitimately nothing wrong with Daily Blint's hair. Like, I'll give you Damian's sideburns, although I would take Damian's sideburns over Chris Smalling's weird chin strap beard thing every day of the week. But there's literally nothing wrong with Blint's hair. It's glorious. Um, at that, James Boy says, one in, one out in January. Who? Reasonable spending, obviously. Um, I would go with Smalling out, Griezmann in. <laughs> hey, I mean, cheeky bid for Griezmann. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, um, is he cup tied? I guess he is cup tied uh, in the Champions League. But so what? You know, just uh, keep him from the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? And uh, we can activate his clause now that Atletico can buy players again. Uh, he's got no moral compunction about it. Uh, and we can bin off anyone. Uh, probably not a defender. Maybe, you know. 
maybe Fellaini just to piss off the Twitter <laughs> crowd. Um, all right, let's let's talk about Liverpool, the team, for a bit because we've done lots of questions about United as it relates to Liverpool. But how are they going to play? Who are they going to play? I mean, they they're going to play four three three because they played four three three every game this season so far. Um, I guess. I mean, Mignolet, one would assume. I, I'm not too up on who's injured, by the way. Um, but but Mignolet. Gomez, Matip, Lovren, Moreno. Moreno, probably. Okay, he's not very good, but he's likely to play. Um, <laughs> no, no, none of them. None of them. Matip and Lovren. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I made fun of Smalling and Jones before. Yeah. But these two, oh, f- <laughs> awful. I mean, I've seen pub teams with more talent, than, uh, especially Lovren. I mean, Matip, didn't he score a known goal the other week? But Lovren is terrible. Mignolet's very, very average. Uh, wasn't Clavin supposed to come in and, like, save Liverpool or something? No, not Clavin. No, not Cloris. Cloris? What's his name? No. Clor- Carius. Carius. That's God, it. that's really bad not paying attention, that is. Um, I mean, uh, you've got, you know, old funny Waddle, Gate 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 in the centre of midfield. He's definitely not Henderson. that good. I mean, I know he's a darling of the press and all that. Coutinho, is he focused? I mean, he scored the other week, didn't he? Um, we'll see. I mean, he's been, he's been by miles, Liverpool's best player every time he's played for them so yeah. far. Um, I think he's, I think, I think that the, is he focused is, is a kind of irrelevant question basically, because yes, he clearly is. He's, he's, he's scored twice, I think already in the league. Um, yeah, he's got two goals and an assist already in his three league appearances. So, yeah, he's he's back and he's firing. Yeah, I mean, I do think this 4-3-3 doesn't help him. You know, he's 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 not no. playing as a number 10 by any means and uh, and he's typically got someone in front of him like crowding his space or getting in his zone as Robin van Persie would say. So, I'm not sure it's the right formation to get the best out of Coutinho. Uh Osley Chamberlain, fraudy fraud. Big fraudy <laughs> fraud always has been. When Adam's a good player, solid Premier League player, you know. So he's he's not having a very good no, season though. No, it's true. Um, and, and Sturridge, hot and cold, really play. I don't know. I'm not even sure he'll play. Will he? I mean, um, uh, they could play Firmino up there. He's not a striker. You, you can see they've got problems all over the place. Liverpool, uh, which of course did means. You just say st- did you just say storage hot and cold as if like that's it? That's the only analysis we need on. Well, that's his whole career. <laughs> it is his whole career. He'll be terrible for like three months in a row and then score some absolute worldie. <laughs> I mean, he's changed so much as a player with injuries, and now it really is just about whether whether Klopp wants to play a striker or not because. The only reason to play Sturridge is just so you have a player who's an actual striker in the number nine. Their, their literal number nine, Roberto Firmino, who's played there a lot, is, is kind of like playing as a false nine, and that was pretty effective last season, but much less effective this right. season. And you know, not only have they not have they conceded like you know water flowing through their fingers, but they haven't scored that many goals either. I mean, certainly not compared to United. Um, so you know, I mean. It's it's not just things are things are just not that good. I mean, I think Salah is a really good player. I think Sadio Mane has proved that he's you know Liverpool struggle so much without Mane in the side. Um, I think it's fair to say he's kind of proved that he's he's capable of cutting it at I would say a, a better level even than Liverpool. Um, 
And yeah, so they they are dangerous. They will be dangerous. But it's funny. I was just um, I was just on Who Scored to see if I could see details about who which Liverpool players are available or not. And uh, you know they have the team characteristics where they kind of try and statistically calculate the strengths right. and weaknesses of the team. What, what does it say? Just Liber- weaknesses, defending, defending, defending. Yeah. of various <laughs> types. Yeah. Liverpool's weaknesses, defending against attacks down the wings, defending against through ball attacks, protecting the lead. <laughs> That's like, weak, weak, weak. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we are quite good at attacking down the wings and attacking with through ball attacks. Yeah, it's, um, look, it's um, an interesting one because actually, if you look at their attacking players, they might well be set up for yeah, playing on the break. Uh, and uh, but you can't imagine that's actually going to happen at Anfield. No, but you've got two teams where I mean, and the kind of I'm fascinated by how the pattern of this game is going to go because you know Liverpool's very aggressive pressing style um, is what it is. But I think in one ways, one of the best ways to counter Liverpool it is by pressing them too, so that you know you're putting a lot of pressure on their back four. I, I, I feel like United's best football, even though Mourinho is obviously like a low block guy, isn't he? You can see that whenever the team is kind of set up and in position when they're defending, they they defend pretty deep. But a lot of our like really good attacking opportunities come when we when we snatch the ball by putting a bit of pressure. And actually, I guess having Herrera and Matic in the side is is going to lend itself to that. Mkhitaryan, especially last season, was really good at um, doing that kind of terrier sort of stuff at the back end of last season. Herrera and him put together a lot of interceptions working together. So I wonder whether pressing Liverpool back, keeping the back four quite deep, but the rest of the attacking unit a bit pressing, Matic sweeping up between the lines, that could sort of work, couldn't it? Yeah. I I mean, um, we'll see. If he goes with a three, he's going to match Liverpool's forward line. Um, and, uh, and, And then he could play a pressing game. If he goes with a four at the back, I think it's probably, as you call it, the low block, uh, much more likely and um, much more likely to then try and play on the break. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds sounds entirely reasonable. Uh, what do you predict will be Manchester United's starting eleven for this one then? So I think he'll go with a three. Uh, so I think it's going to be uh, De Gea, Valencia, Jones, Bailly, Young, no, sorry, three. <laughs> I was going the four at the back there. Um, Valencia by Jones, Smalling, Young. Could go Lindelof, but he won't. Um, Matic, Herrera, Mikatarian, Martial, Lukaku. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I think my only predicted change from that is the one that I, I would be sad, but I think is probably going to happen. I think he'll play Rashford instead of Martial, just because why break the habit? Um, I do think I do think it'll be that formation. Um, it'd be a bit of a, it almost to the extent it'd be a bit of a surprise if it is a back four. Um, but I would be very interested to see what would happen if he played four two three one and just kind of went for it with the with the team that he's been playing at home um, with. Herrera in the kind of, in inverted commas, Pogba role, although obviously nowhere near as good. Um, and then scoreline prediction, got to do it. We always do. Yeah. 8-0. 8-0 yeah, eight, eight to Done. United. Jobs are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that Dutch coach. <laughs> Never going to be eight. Um, oh, we're going to win. We're going to win. They're terrible. We're going to win 3-1. I would like it if we won 3-1. That would be very nice. Um, win or lose... Uh, we're on the podcast. 
back after that next week to wrap that game up and or to wrap about that game I guess and um take a few questions not as many as this week thank you to everyone that asked and uh, we'll be looking forward to Benfica game uh, and whoever it is we're playing that next weekend Spurs at home I guess and that'll be a fine game indeed mm. so until then uh take very good care of yourselves and uh, we'll see you next week come on you Reds see you next week the Rankcast is produced by Tom Jenkins and supported by listeners like you head to patreon.com slash to find out more